Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I, I'm just Darcy. And this is Big Geek Umar. How you doing, bro? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, waiting for here for, for Tackers to slide on through. <laughs> yes, we are just, uh, we will be, uh, our boy's running a bit late right now, but we will be seeing him a little bit tr- uh, shortly afterwards. Hopefully traffic isn't too bad. Uh, and also we... You know, we, 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 the show must go on without him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, might as well just like uh, jump in. Well, there's been like a lot of different kinds of news coming out this week. However, most of it has to do with like just like touching on things that have all we've already covered. So we felt that we wanted to focus more on discussion topics today as well as new pieces of information that has popped up as opposed to like continuing conversations we have already had in the past like there's only mm-hmm. so many times i can say yo uh, this new avatar live action live action series is gonna be shit i know but did you hear the new one that came out today <laughs> there's another please tell me you're joking no no there is uh <laughs> oh, for the love of God, might as well let's let's, 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 let's let's go into it all right so sozin's comet is will no longer be part of the storyline <laughs> now now i did this got one guy did Wait, make a, what? Hold up. This one guy made a point and I was and he's like this is actually one of the good changes. And his point has technical validity, but it definitely doesn't feel good. <laughs> so the tech, I'm I'm, I'm going to try not to react until you no, say No, no. Re- re- react well after I say it or right away. So his reasoning his okay umar i'm not i'm not i'm not advocating for him okay <laughs> this ain't me this is <laughs> exactly i'm this i'm just the messenger okay don't, don't shoot me um so uh, his reasoning was that um the actor playing ang when he was hired was 11 that's now uh now the show is being released he's 14 and fundamentally He's going to, by the time they get to book three, he, he, he ain't going to be Aang. He's going to be like Ong. You know, like, he's he, he going to be 20. So, and like, like especially the way Netflix be moving with it. Um, so, I'm like, there, there, there's there's a point there in that, that the time constraint and him actually getting there in like a year as a child won't okay. make sense. Fine. That, that, that's a fair point. Okay, How, fine. However, like, it, however, you go first and I'll go second. <laughs> okay, like they can't remove Sozin's Comet, though. It's kind of like the, it's kind of very necessary for the storyline. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could have tried to, how do I put this? Adjust the time component, you know? Yes, like exactly. Say it's coming in four years. You have four years to like, you know, pull the shit, uh, like get this under control. Yeah, I kind of feel like there would be, it would still feel weird. Like we come in and right at the gate and the storyline's like, hey, it's coming in four years. And I'm like, what? Four years? I'm over that. Uh, Say that in like a season finale then, whatever, whatever you want to do. It's just like, but don't remove Sosan's comment. Because the fact that it comes, it's kind of like, it's necessary. Because it's like, hey, we got to stop them before they get souped up to the max. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, the, um, basically, the way that I have felt about this show for a minute feels accurately what the show is going to be, which is that the first 
Avatar movie was in name related to the cartoon. <laughs> in name. <laughs> And in some cosplayishness, <laughs> <laughs> the second property that we're now uh, immersing ourselves in, <laughs> immersing, is going to look like what we had and be nothing but that. The next property that we get, um, hopefully from the creators, will be everything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm look like... and be the story we should be getting some sort of announcement about the avatar animated film uh from yeah. from nickelodeon avatar studio nickelodeon's avatar studios with brian Kanesco and uh and the other creator a part of it because like the more i'm hearing the more i'm like no wonder they left yeah no it's it's question because it's on my mind right now okay do we need animes to always be adapted like do we need no. all the popular animes to be adapted no that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking like i i, I think... get one piece even though it's the weirdest one but i get why when the creator wants to do it to bring people into the universe right to have who haven't checked it out but but i don't think it needs it to be there for everything so the reason why adaptions have been happening is because for years people have like the reason why people have been trying to get adaptions live action adaptions is because they want the cartoons to be not nullified but like people don't always watch cartoons cartoons is not universal live action is universal so both producers and also fans are like bring this to the live action so we can share this with everybody However, Disney, with their live action adaptions, and also all the anime adaptions we've had for the last like 10 years, have pretty much burned that feeling out of me to the point where I'm like, leave cartoons and animes alone. Let them have their own thing. Mm -hmm. Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, Your Name, and like uh, The Boy and the Huron have all proven that you can still have animes in, in movie theaters and people still go watch it. Yeah, yeah. And also Pixar, like leave, like, leave the Pixar alone. And I think Disney should just stop with the live actions because we, I'm, I'm so done. Yeah. So this is literally the final nail for me on something that has already been established. <laughs> the final nail. A comet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. We weren't going to talk about it, and then we ended up talking about it. <laughs> well, you know, I like I just saw it like 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 a couple hours ago, and I was just like, "Oh my oh. goodness!" So yeah, I couldn't help myself. I mean, there. Like, one thing they they got away uh, Sokka's entire sexism o overcoming sexism arc. Then they also decided to get take away Katara's like gender uh, equality uh, stance. Uh, and now they took. Then they took out Aang's desire to just be a kid and have fun, and now they're taking out Sozin's comment. Okay. Basically, they're taking out the storyline. <laughs> like, like everyone's calling it his sexism arc, but it's like his arc Over, was... overcoming sexism. Yeah, but for me, it was just like it was more just like yeah, it, there was sexism, but it was a growth arc, and it wasn't like. It wasn't like the guy was like prolifically sexist. He was just like a kid who took no, but I mean like 
it wasn't like we spent I don't remember spending like a significant amount of time once he met women and people outside of his tribe and he was and, and immediately like oh like it was just like a boy who lost his father and was just trying to over overcompensate and then he was had the wrong views but it was just like easily influenced child it wasn't like i don't know i feel like it, it yeah, but that the, conversation like that, emphasized the one part and not the other part that was the most important but see so like that's why a lot of people were upset that this is being taken out because that is first of all very relevant but yeah. also it, it was something that got overcome so quickly and you see where he started from and where he ended off because like with a lot of people I know who are females uh, who I got into the show, especially more recently, they were they were like, I can't stand Sokka at the beginning. And then by the end of it, they're like, I love Sokka. And it's like, it's a, it, it is a journey that is really impressive. Because like he starts out being heavily sexist due to exactly the reasons you're saying so. But... By the end of it, he's literally surrounded by women that he's like, yo, you guys are like literally the only people who could save the world. Let, let's go. I, I, I got you. Let's support you sort of thing. So yeah. that's why I like that's why myself and many other people online are frustrated with the removal of that aspect. Uh, but like the Sozan thing is just like an equally frustrating aspect. Yeah. Like if, if Sokka doesn't learn to become a, a fierce fighter by changing his perspective on how he views women and like or through you his his change in view on, on women he ends up then being enabled to to learn this thing and he's not humorous because it's a serious show what is he going to do but be a boring individual to watch who's overly like stern all the time aka the first movie <laughs> yes <laughs> like exactly he just, like he's just going to become a character I don't want to watch, and he lied to get the part by how much Aboriginal he was. Yeah, see, th <laughs> that doesn't help either. So, like, mm. like, but yeah. yeah. All right, so <laughs> we did a, a spontaneous uh, topic right now, uh, as you can see. Uh, Darcy and I have some thoughts on it. Uh, all right, so let's let's move on to our first topic. <laughs> Uh, oh wait, we did get a comment. Uh, uh, so Courtney says Sokka as a character ha was with his growth arc was so great because it showed young men that people with negative views, oh sorry, young young me that people with negative views about women won't always stay that forever. It gave me hope. See, that's also very important. Mm -hmm. And so, like the whole point of like getting rid of someone's sexism, if they're like. If they don't show how overcoming sexism can take place and also sharing that if you just explain to someone who's ignorant, they can change. Like exactly as Courtney says, like you, you take away the ability of growth for people. You just assume that they, they're either going to be non-sexist or they're going to be sexist and then you just treat them that way. Yeah, like this for me goes to a larger conversation I don't like where we're too one dimensional with problems like take it sexism, take it something else where people do something that the public deems as negative and wrong and bad or and they demonize it. Right. But if you only ever show show a story where someone does the wrong thing, they're demonized, they're a villain, get them out of here then you actually, one, you're just creating, you're teaching people that all you do is just go around and, you know, demonize people and ignore them. Judge people. 
and then that makes them more isolated and more more of a villain versus if we had more stories where we showcase people do something wrong and some people grow from it and some people don't grow from it right yeah if two people come from the same situation and show the dichotomy of where people go you get a much more powerful thing and we need more of the stories that show people growing and not just demonizing and ignoring it because you're not teaching people how to have empathy in the hardest situations and how to and show other people how to grow from their current situation so and like courtney is even saying like it gave like there's something hopeful about someone can change like inherently the way prison like when i was younger the way prison was taught to me is that it's a meant to punish someone who's done something horrible but also hoping giving them chances on how to rehabilitate Mm -hmm. and this is kind of why cancel culture in a certain way like cancel culture like in in and of itself as a product of society is contentious on multiple levels but like one of the criticisms towards cancel culture which i consider to be legitimate is the fact that yes uh it can be punitive towards someone who's done something horrible but it is inherently negating the fact that this person can change over time like if someone gets canceled disappears for five years and comes back and is a better person or has done something better or actually is like you know what like uh the way miles is i made a mistake uh and uh you know comes back and like tries to like fix things cancel culture shouldn't go after them still mm-hmm. like i think a really good example is henry cavill uh he he didn't get canceled but like he definitely had a lot of criticisms about him uh and i mean rightly so he made some sexist comments and his dating history wasn't the best but again those were with adults and also, this were his own personal views, and he wasn't inflicting it on other people. But then he learned, and like, and once we learned that he came from like four other bro- like living with four other brothers, of course he doesn't have a lot of socialization with women. But when he started working with co-stars who were women that actually became his friends, he got cooler, uh, or I should say, he got more socialized in in dealing with women in a not so like, oh, I'm afraid of them. Oh, uh, like objectifying them a sort of way. And then like now people are like, I have feminists who are defending him against other feminists. So it's like, so I I, I feel that this just removing this story arc or sorry, this character arc is proof that the Netflix executives don't get the, like they don't even want to get what they're Mm -hmm. adapting. Which bring back Henry Cavill was proven the Witcher. I'm just and Courtney gonna, knows that. I'm just gonna say I think that Avatar is going to literally be uh, was it like three main characters or no four uh, who are going to change in no capacity and just show up for cool like fights. element fights. <laughs> yes, that's honestly that's exactly what I think is going to happen, and. That's not why this show was popular. You, hey, there'll be wind. So yeah, they can blow gas up uh, our back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so okay, our first topic. We are now officially moving on to our first topic. We, uh, wow, is that called a rant? That was definitely a rant. I, I couldn't help it. It's, it, Avatar news is rampant. 
So yes, okay. So our first topic is having to do with a recently re- released trailer that dropped off just two days ago, called A Quiet Place Day One. Now, uh, we, I didn't know. Like, okay, first of all, I should just say I watched the first Quiet Place. I really liked it, but y'all know I'm not. I don't like me horror films, so I didn't decide to watch the second one. Because, you know, I don't want to be scared. Uh, oh, look who just joined us. <laughs> Welcome, brother. What, you what up? What up? <laughs> uh, it's good to see you, T. Uh, uh, did you hear any of our rant on the way over? I caught like the last little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we angry. But anyway, uh, so uh, a, quiet, a, a Quiet Place Day 1 uh, it, uh, trailer dropped. Uh, it stars uh, the... In my opinion, excellent and powerhouse actress Lapita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, a, a fan favorite Joseph Quinn, and also uh, my like I've loved him since a uh, Gladiator, Jimon Honsu. Uh, it is not directed by John Krasinski, but it, it is written by him, along with um, Michael Sarnowski. I have no idea who that is. Uh, anyway, so he's directed some stuff before, and that's about all I know. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know much about him because there's not much of him. On I'm, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, being fearful of horror movies and being resistant to want to watch the second one, this trailer, in my opinion, was pretty dope. And... It's making me rethink rewatching. Uh, sorry, making me rethink watching the second one, so I am prepared for the for this one. But at the same time, I don't think I'm quite there yet. But let's just say certain people will easily be able to twist my arm into making me watch this film <laughs> based off this trailer, despite the fact that I'm a big scaredy cat. However, I want to hear what my bros think. So, uh, Darce, let's start with you, man. What do you think of A Quiet Place Day One? I love how you said scaredy cat and she's like walking, holding a cat. That's you right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> first off, I don't think you're going to need to watch the second film because this is pre. So like the first, like literally the trailer shows that like the first film is like day whatever. Then this, this is going all the way back. So I'm like, But yeah. they could make a reference that I don't know. Eh, I feel like it's being an origin is gonna have to like teach you everything all over again. But like they, they could have like like stuff that like we, how many prequels have we seen that where they like touch on something that happens like later on in the series? Maybe, maybe so. But regardless, uh, I'm super jazzed about this. Uh, I mean, I've liked everything so far in this series. Um, you know, uh, like a lot of people, the first one had had the stronger impact than the second one, but the second one's good. Like I've seen people rewatching it and stuff like in different yeah. places and like. I'm like yeah, this this film film is fantastic. Switching up the cast, I think, is going to be re- just really good for um, one, like keeping it fresh and and expanding the universe. Like this is kind of a weird reference, but um, what was that movie J.J. Abrams uh, that the the universe he was building up at that one point that just kind of got weird and didn't really go anywhere? Thank you, Cloverfield. And and like this feels like a more successful version. I don't mean like mm. Cloverfield, but like of building mm. a universe around like hey these 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 aliens, but 
what happens around these aliens instead of it just being like an event of just watching the alien it's all the people around it right and so we had two continuations of a family that you know were or you know spoiler if you haven't seen the first one and the second one but like the you know the family's like you know protecting each other the father has to sacrifice each other and then what happens when the mother has to keep moving on by herself with like a newborn baby right really tough stories and, and like and and two of the kids but like <laughs> newborn baby in 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 a, in a world where the aliens are killing you if you make noise <laughs> yeah <laughs> New, exactly newborn baby perfect mix like literally the, the inventions they had to come up with like basically soundproof boxes to carry your baby that still get air in like insane right insane yeah and so now going back to like the beginning like what happened that's really interesting and you know what i really like i i really hope this like this movie hits uh, and this director which we know nothing about uh i'd heard of the movie pig which is the last thing he did with nicholas cage i heard people talking about that it's trash oh <laughs> i, I didn't i did don't not hear it. what was the result so that's not helping me no don't watch it well that's not exciting oh i am looking forward to your part on this in a second um but um but i hope this movie lands you know i'm hoping that maybe pig had a bad writer and john krasinski's a better writer um but he knows uh, he's a better writer yeah like he knows good and then somebody else can also direct his his stuff um and because like one this movie could be great uh, obviously great actors and then two i would love to like explore a different part of the world right like what happens when you look at this in like a highly congested city right like what happens yeah you know like shortly thereafter in like uh like a cambodia and in india like like a place that's like really into like just a massive amount of people right and yeah. in like small small vicinities where like think you know infrastructure is different and then what happens when in those environments right whether you're doing day ones or you're doing like you know day 25s or whatever it is i just think it's like i love seeing these things but they always focus too much on, on america and i want to see them explore something else because the same concept in that place at a certain point with a proper story can be like it can feel completely new all over again and they hit the whole planet so it's not like cloverfield where it's like very specific locations with these things mm -hmm. it's like it's just everywhere so you can just keep expanding different places you could go day t 2000 in this part of the world and it's like kind of looking like things are going to be better and then it's not and what happens kind of a thing or yeah. you know what about oil rigs everyone will, will be like what if you live on an oil rig you may be fine would you Let's answer <laughs> that question i don't know i just i like the universe building and i just hope this movie hits so that you know we keep that going yeah um T, let's uh, let's go with uh, what Courtney is saying. Since we all live for your hot takes, what are your hot takes on this? Uh, I I like the trailer. I've I've liked the series so far. I have kind of like a uh, not so fond memories of the second one, just because. Uh, hello, you guys uh, all. Went... Uh, oh, okay, no, I can hear you. Oh, I think Darcy went mute because I heard feedback before, and then it's okay. There we go. Yeah, no, I, I muted myself because I was going to drink water. <laughs> got you, got you, got you. Yeah, no, so I have uh, not-so-fond memories just because when I watched the second one, it was the same time that I did that one-chip challenge that nearly killed me. 
So, <laughs> so um, Dude, I, you, I, were the, you were in the fetal position <laughs> of throwing up. <laughs> no, no, I didn't throw up. I did not throw up. Sorry. Not throw but, up. Are you are you trying to tell us that you you don't really like the movie because of the one chip challenge? <laughs> no, I like because when I watched it, I wasn't able to like fully enjoy the movie because of how much agony I was in afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That is some bad reinforcement, man. And, th- <laughs> and then I'm I'm not one to get like nightmares, but some, oh. the, chip, the chip did something to me, and like I like I started seeing these like, the the creatures in my dream, and like I started attacking my my girlfriend in her sleep or in my sleep, and so. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't the greatest experience. But the way she told me, you you weren't attacking; you were defending yourself. <laughs> she just <laughs> pretty much, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I definitely have to go back and watch the second one again. But Ooh, sounds like a like like a, like a bros night. <laughs> I'm yeah. down for bros I'm, night. I'm down. We still have to do that in the goofy, goofy movie. movie. Yeah, and that do. is a such a weird combination of movies to watch. Hey, <laughs> which order do we go in? A Quiet Place Part Two, or Go- and then Goofy Movie, or the other well, way around? <laughs> well, it can be a nice little palate cleanser for Umar since he's so scared. Yeah. So you, but you, you wait. Hold on. Question. You've seen. Uh, Starship Troopers, right? Like back in the day. Oh, so good. I saw that recently, like in the last like eight years. I love that How, movie. And what did you think of that movie? That movie was uh, dated. <laughs> like, I was watching. I'm like, oh yeah, but I, 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 I feel like in terms of like the horror element, I feel like there, there was kind nothing of horror far. about that. There were just like there were just people like being like it, blown up. But it's but it's like the same type of creature almost. No. It's just, there's, the the suspense is is di- obviously different, but yes, it's like like, it's, like it, there's there's a lot more scary aspects in Barbenheimer. Uh, sorry, I, I saw this comment. <laughs> <laughs> Barbenheimer, that was so good. <laughs> Barbenheimer was so much scarier. No, um, like uh, oh my god, A Quiet Place mm-hmm. was terrifying. Also, I was in the theater when I watched that. Like, no one could make a sound. In that yeah. movie, yeah, well, and so fantastic. like that didn't help matters. Like I, I was like sitting there, uh, like nervous, and then like someone like had a chip, and everyone was like, "Did I, I watch that with you?" Because I, 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 like that happened to me. Like I was trying to eat popcorn. Everyone was like, "That happened to everybody." Like that was like comment sections upon comment yeah. sections. People were like, "Yo, I was the asshole who had the <laughs> nacho." <laughs> you, you, you know that like, like I was timing like whenever there would be loud scenes. I'm like. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. It's like, <laughs> just, someone in this movie better take one for the team so I can enjoy my chips. The, the second they talk on screen, we all eat. We all yeah. eat when they make noise, okay? Yeah. Oh, like when he was by the waterfall, people just started like, oh. yeah. Just get it. But but uh, before you, you leave off the Starship Troopers thing, when we watched that tactics, when we were young, it uh-huh. felt like a horror element, but I've rewatched it like seven times as an adult. It's and an it's, action movie. It's not horror at all. And ironically, it's um it's it's meant to be a parody or oh, yeah. a commentary against a like utilitarian or like like the capitalist uh-huh. Yeah, and, and it's 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 so the whole thing is actually was meant to just be like a sarcastic look at something uh-huh. and then it ended up being people taking it more like oh yep. this is exactly how it's supposed to be and they didn't get 
the joke. They didn't know it was. They didn't know it was a satire. Like like yeah. the way uh, May is saying, it, it's like propaganda satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I, the people it's kind of making fun of just took it as it was like serious. <laughs> it's like oh I, yeah, I guess I get. I just got kind of desensitized because I remember back in the day when like Aliens the movie used to be like oh, that's a good big time horror movie, but then you see like like some of the other movies that they come out with now, like Aliens con. Um, What's what's the latest one that came out? Uh, Co- Covenant or Alien Covenant? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then like uh, Prometheus, Prometheus, and it has just like a different vibe to it. Like I don't oh, get yeah. the same kind of scary element. Yo, Prometheus was fucked up though. Yeah. Fucked up, but like it like scary. No, you you have to oh. see the you have to see the deleted scene from Prometheus about the engineers, the like the, the white humans that created yeah, yeah, the human yeah. race. Yeah. When you see the like extra stuff, mm-hmm. oh, it gets it, it gets like a little bit more like berserk. Like mm-hmm. I mean, the anime <laughs> berserk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, to you, like, thought, like the trailer. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So the trailer I found really fascinating. The fact that it's like basically day one as the title suggests, is is really interesting to me because I've, since the first two movies, I've been curious as to, like, where these aliens came from and, like, what is their MO and, like, how many of them are there out there? And, it like, like Darcy said, it'd be interesting to see um, how other countries are kind of handling this invasion, essentially, right? Because I think similar to, like, COVID in a lot of ways in terms of like how different countries around the world like kind of handled the situation a little bit differently and got different results as a result of it so it'd be interesting to kind of see it from that perspective of like okay like how are different countries now dealing with this onslaught of aliens coming down and 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 pretty much creating anarchy everywhere so yeah um question for you guys like are like do you guys actually want to see like a backstory and an origin as to like where like where the creatures came from and like what they're all about, or would you like it to be kind of a mis- like remain kind of mystique and not reveal? I would say the natural part of me would want to know more, like because like what I would like is, and also like when I learn more, it not be something simple. Like I would like this to be like they are not malicious they're just in purely instinctual because Mm. of where they came from like their planet broke up and started like moving and they crash landed on earth and they're just being the apex predators they were always been Mm. so it's not like an evil thing it's just instinctual right but i would say i kind of like the idea of seeing more the effect that they have Mm -hmm. on humanity like I like the like for example the line in the trailer where it says, uh, "Watch how uh, oh sorry now learn how the Earth went silent or went quiet." Yeah, I like that. I like saying, "Okay, like how did people learn to shut the hell up?" And I mean, you have Digimon Honsu, Lupita Nyong'o, and um, uh, oh God, Joseph Quinn, all three good actors working together with a good script, potentially, hopefully, with a good director t what happened with pig man <laughs> like what like i have i haven't watched it but like, it's it's, was... it's like a bootleg version of john wick basically <laughs> no and, like, I, like i i actually i would have i would have much rather watched the beekeeper than 
pig over over and over again <laughs> if i'm being completely honest i just like how they're both um like not animals because like obviously bees but i just like how it's like you know what i mean like this is like i would rather watch the beekeeper over the pig it's like okay <laughs> that's an interesting statement to be, uh, um i get why courtney's loving your hot takes man because this is you i have a lot of questions I'll, it's I'll just not it's just not a good film and like i'm looking at imdb and this got a 6.92 and i'm like what is happening like it must have been like a slow couple of months during that time it was because, COVID. <laughs> okay that explains a whole lot because yeah it was not a 6.9 film beekeeper was not a 6.7 or whatever it got on imdb i yeah both movies were trash but i would uh, rather watch beekeeper okay hold on would you say that the story was trash or the direction and story was trash both throw both of it in the garbage Ooh, yeah ogre. like it, it okay the trailer makes it seem very intriguing, which is why I decided to watch it in the first place because it's Nick Cage and I'm like, he hasn't really done, he's kind of really hit or miss, mostly misses for me a lot of the times when it comes to his movies. But I'm like, it was COVID time. We didn't really have much else to watch. So I'm like, let me give him a chance. And yeah, it that that wasn't it. That it just wasn't good. Yeah. But I, I might be in the minority. Maybe like you might watch it and really enjoy it and find something there for you. But yeah, there was nothing there for me. I think I I'll try this like movie it. first before I try Pig. This what? Oh, this movie? Yeah, day, like uh, Quiet Place Day One. And also uh, to answer your question, I'm with Maybot on this. Like, I want to see how humanity moves forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like to to Darcy's point um, that he made earlier in regards to uh, Cloverfield. I think it's kind of, Cloverfield was kind of in the same vein where it was like you didn't know where the creatures came from. They just kind of showed up. And now it was from the now we are watching the movie from the perspective of the humans trying their best to survive this chaos. And I yeah. found that to be really interesting. I don't know if like I can't remember the other movies, if they actually did end up revealing where the monsters eventually came from. But I found that first movie was like phenomenal. Stars? Hmm? He already like, gave this. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, sorry. Umar? I, I, got, <laughs> I feel that... Actually, going back to Cloverfield, that felt like it needed more explanation because there's a massive kaiju that has, like, small animals on it. Yeah. Th this feels pretty simple, and I think intentionally simple, so you don't have to question more. Yeah. But I think what worked for Cloverfield was the fact that it was like, like found footage. Um, yes, it was a found footage film, right? And so it kind of worked in that regard because it had that going for it, as opposed to like if it was like shot similar to this, then you'd kind of like it kind of takes you out of it because now you're like, okay, well, what the hell is going on? Yeah, because like Cloverfield was set up to be that, like it was set up to be mm -hmm. a mystery of massive alien like you said kaiju proportions this isn't set up to be that at all right it, it this is this was um making horror around a, an element right which is sound yeah 
right? And then we had the other one that did C, but that didn't work very well. Um, <laughs> someone someone made a comment about like watching C from like a first person perspective, like the whole movie's just black. <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, like when you play off the element of sound, because most movies like horror films do this thing or suspenseful films are like they just keep ramping the volume right so you're like dun, 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 dun. you can feel it, feel it. Bah! and then you're like oh my god i'm scared i'm scared right you know this movie's like what well, we just took it all away <laughs> and then sound any sound becomes <clears throat> scary even when there's no alien right just like you're just even scared like even though like unsettling comfort when they're like they feel safe and they close themselves into a basement and they've like soundproofed everything and locked everything and they're talking to each other you still feel scared right and so like that, that's what the, that's about so like the very just different premises of like story yeah you made you made a really good point darcy because like as someone like myself who's watched his fair share of horror movies like they all have a common trope in terms of the music right like where like for instance like insidious like what they'll do is they'll play like the strings of a violin and like they'll ramp it up and they'll make it seem like something like scary is about to come with the music but it never happens it's the scary moments always happen when there's dead silence and so to darcy's point they basically just took away all the music and just left the silence so it's like at any point there could be a scary moment happening so you're never like with horror movies you're always prepared that's why like when I watch them, I'm never scared because I always know I know the common trope and I know, okay, if there's a silent moment, then something's going to jump out. It's going to be a jump scare here. And it's always paint by numbers. You already know mm. what's going to happen. But with this, it's so unpredictable because it's just silent the entire time. There's no music that kind of safeguards you and prepares you for what's to come. You know, so I'm going to play off something really interesting. So I watched this like YouTube short uh, of a game developer. You know, I'm a coder. I like to watch other coders talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about like, you know, those like top down games like Pokemon back in the day on the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. So there's like one somebody made something like that, but it was meant to it's like a horror type game. Right. And he was talking about typically in everything that's horror, you you do that, the build up of the sound and then you get the person's adrenaline up and then you do the big scare and you allow the person to release the adrenaline and then they their body calms back down and then you have to try to do that over again. And it's hard to do that many times and make them get bigger, which is why climaxes tend to feel like they suck because if you do it too good in the beginning, and then you you the person can't get their adrenaline back up this one game did something that was like really messed up so you like go into this room and there's like this like quiet sound kind of building and it's the heartbeat of the character and it keeps beating louder and it keeps getting like louder as you're going in and so you're anticipating something and then you get to the moment where you think is a precipice where it's going to release and it just stops and then you think something's going to happen something's going to jump out and it doesn't and then you just leave the room and then you play for another like four hours and they don't they they'll have moments of stuff and they'll never actually fulfill on the adrenaline release and you're stuck with the adrenaline in your system the entire time you can't release it it's stuck there and it's very kind of like a similar thing they do release it though in this one but it's like the idea of like getting somebody built into a feeling and then when they think that something's going to happen you you reverse it and you just screw them over and you make them sit there for the next like two hours like what <laughs> nothing no <laughs> so yeah 
All right. So, like, I guess, like, I'm looking forward to checking this out. I'm not opposed to a bros night watching this along with uh, Goofy Movie and also Dune Part 1. Okay, that is too much in one night, bro. Also, those are three very different films. Yeah, I'm actually planning to rewatch Dune 1, but like on my own time when I can pause it if I feel like I need to and I don't feel rude to nobody, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm like, didn't you want me to like tell you like all the backstory stuff? Uh, I just can't sit through all that in one night, bro. It's not going to happen, sure. okay? You, no, you, want me to, you want me to sleep I'm again? Joking, like... <laughs> I'm joking about the fact of us watching all three. There's no way we could watch all the... Like, no. We'll do uh, A Quiet Place and, and A Goofy Movie. I'm a lot happier. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Moving on to the next uh, topic. Uh, so, we have discussed a lot about Daredevil Born Again. We have talked about how we have... Well, I should say more how tactics has continually manifested. Dude, you have like, you should teach classes on manifestation because like everything he's wanted for this show has happened. They shut it down. They got rid of the people who were running it, got new people and also got all the cast back and also got his bullseye back. Now, we have now seen some pictures of Karen and Foggy back. We're all happy about it. Like she, she cut a picture. She cut. There was a picture of her cutting cake on the set of Daredevil: Born Again. I'm glad she got a job again. I'm glad she, uh, we got Karen back. But this week we got pictures of Daredevil in his costume and Bullseye. I'm gonna hold my thoughts until later. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that silence was so loud. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm gonna hold hold it back. <laughs> and uh, T, let's 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 check in with you, bro. What are your thoughts on the leaked images of Daredevil: Born Again? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, in all seriousness, um, I'm reserving judgment just because. These are leaked set photos taken from like a like someone's phone, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and so usually when it comes to set photos and then you see it how it's supposed to look on screen, it it often looks a lot better. So I'm holding out hope that that's the case with this. The Daredevil suit, uh, I'm like 50-50 on it. Like I'm not like loving it but i'm not 100 hating it either um i like where they were going with it um I, yeah i mean it it's it's just okay um but bullseye's costume man that is some bullshit because <laughs> it looks like it looks like my man shops at value village and like <laughs> That like I don't know what they were going for with this exactly. I can tell you what they're going for. Kick ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he looks like purple kick ass. That's all it looks like. Oh, now that yeah. you said it, I can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. You can't unsee it now. Um. Yeah, I'm so only I'm... hoping that this is his first like costume, like just like in the. But 
Daredevil's first costume was dope. So, like, I don't know. So here's the thing. Like, it's I know they're trying to get they're trying to be very grounded and you know perhaps the original suits from the comics would probably look a little bit too campy here um so they're trying to kind of make it a little bit more tactical looking this ain't it like no. this, is, this this is not the, it at all but the netflix I'm, show was absolutely tactical looking <laughs> like the, the, yeah the costume he already had Lord, yeah. he looked like it, he, like the guy who made it, took inspiration from Captain America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I don't, I don't absolutely hate the Daredevil one, but I loathe the fucking uh, Bullseye one. That one I, is terrible. I just wanted to be his day one outfit, and then he just like is like but this ain't working. But so here's the thing, though. Like, and they kind of did this with. Um, in in Punisher, when it, I think it was the second season, when his friend is supposed to become Jigsaw, and like if you see Jigsaw in the comic books, like he's supp- he's supposed to be like horrifyingly horrifyingly disfigured, like just like a complete mess. Hence the name Jigsaw, right? And in in the Netflix show, they kind of just gave him a like. A bunch of little cuts and shit like that, like barely noticeable. Like you could put some like ointment on that, and like you won't even see that shit. So it's like this guy is not Jigsaw. So I mean, I don't know if that's just them trying to be like trying to keep it really grounded and super realistic, and it kind of takes away from like what we expect from the comic book. So yeah, I'm not in terms of the costumes, I'm not loving it, but I'm glad that they did bring back Bullseye, and it's this is essentially. this essentially sounds like it's a season four of daredevil i just hope that the quality of the suits doesn't represent the quality of the show yeah Mm -hmm. darcy yeah so um yeah that 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 bullseye uh outfit misses the mark (laughs) yes it does (laughs) i he had to yeah um yeah, it's uh, it's 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 rough starts. Like you know, you know the best Daredevil. Ooh, I mean that's I'm not gonna be mad at some some. You can see the eyes because like that, that 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 could be CGI stuff later. Like they're just doing it for the for the stunt guy to actually see what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, like that could just be the stunt guy, and we're not gonna see his his eyes throughout any of that, and it'll just CGI mm-hmm. if they need to. Um, you know the best Daredevil costume was. And we'll never get it back. It was just the black, like, uh-huh. just like the the black sweater with the like the 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 cl- like cloth over his face. I the, for me that's that was always peak because like we even in the first season when they introduced the suit it was cool, but it it all of a sudden lost that like level of groundedness that it had, and um, and it just like didn't quite go the same way for me so um but it's early and this very much could be just like an origin for um for bullseye but yeah it's rough it's all rough yeah i have nothing to add you both have said pretty much everything i was thinking um like I do kind of 
I'm a little sad that they don't have the DD on his suit. Uh, but like, I mean, I got him. I got Charlie Cox back in the costume. I'm not going to be upset with the DD uh-huh. or, or or lack thereof. But like, yes, tactics. The the bullseye is some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> I will say that I don't want MC, Marvel Studios to start being afraid of doing comic accurate costumes because we're past that now. And the interesting thing is, like, uh, like Iger has made statements this past week uh, saying that you know. Uh, Daredevil Born Again and X-Men 97, the cartoon, aren't going to be the only revivals that take place. Uh, there are more coming down the line. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, also, if they do that, are they going to want to pull their punches the way uh, they're doing? But like again, like having that reaction just solely based off the, uh, the bullseye, hopefully first day outfit and then like it progressively gets better or i mean significantly better hopefully uh throughout the the season but i don't know what marvel studio like they've admitted that they've messed up they've also admitted that they're not going to be trying to do uh like just throwing shit out now they're going to be slowing it down and focusing on real stories and like focusing on the stories and the characters so that's good and it kind of feels that's what they're doing here but I also, at the same time, don't want them to do the Perlmutter thing of don't do costumes. The costumes are stupid. We got to make it more grounded. But that's not true because one of the things we love is the costumes. Like, how many people are going to be saying, oh, we watched End- Avengers Endgame and we're pissed off that, like, Captain America had a bre- like, uh, like a comic accurate costume? That's not realistic. I-, I want them to do comic accurate. So, like, give in. So that, that's just me. Um, uh, so Courtney is saying, uh, oh, it's so stiff. It makes him look like a plastic action figure. Hopefully better in motion. I mean, we hope so. We really, really hope so. Um, I'm I'm not going to write the show off just because of uh, this aspect. Uh, they've made some a lot of very good corrections that were needed to be done. So hopefully this is just like, Stage one, he's back, he snipers someone, and then, like, decides he needs to get his own costume because it worked so well the last time. Like, something along those lines. But let's hope that this bullshit will be turned back into bullseye. Agreed. All right. Moving on for our next topic. Now, uh, this is where we are going to start having discussions on what could be, what Mm. should be. Uh, and what might happen. Uh, Matthew Vaughn, who is a director who just released the Argyle movie, which is not really me selling him great because apparently that movie tanked. Uh, but like he, he's got some, he's, he, he did Kingsman. People love that. I wasn't a big fan of it, but people love that. Uh, he, he did, um, oh my God. Uh, he did uh, X-Men First Class. People love that as well. He did the, and given what uh, Darcy was saying earlier, he did the first kick, kick ass. I think mm. he did the second one too. So Matthew Vaughn is a kind of hit or, hit or miss sort of director. 
But he's been making some statements towards the DCU, which I'm not like like really listening to because like what does he know? However, he did say one thing that I found to be fascinating, where he was saying that he wants to do a, a, a like he wants to direct a Superman Red Sun adaption for live action with Henry Cavill playing uh, Superman. Now, I will admit, this caught my interest. Now, for those of you who don't know, Superman Red Sun is, by its nature, was a DC Comics Elseworld book that was uh, authored by Mark Miller. Uh, Mark Miller is a renowned comic book writer. This was also one of the more prominent Superman uh, storylines that came out in the last, like, I want to say 15 to 20 years. Oh, when did the movie come out? When did the comic book come out? Sorry, I'm just going to check. It came out in 2003, so exactly 20 20 years. Uh, So this was a bit like the story, for those of you who don't know, is that Superman, instead of crash landing into Kansas, actually crash landed into Ukraine. And as a result, he was raised a communist in Soviet Russia under Stalin. And it was a story where Lex Luthor was seen as, yes, an antagonist to Superman, but was kind of considered the hero. Like, Superman wasn't evil, but he was kind of the description of, uh, like, he was a he was a big brother uh, in that he was, he enforced good things, but gave no freedom. Mm-hmm. So he, he did what he thought was best for everyone, but made sure they did it no matter what. And while the Soviet Union in this story thrived and America kind of was struggling when they elected Lex Luthor as president, he then went like full toe to toe with Superman and also Wonder Woman got involved who she had the hots for Superman at one point and then was like upset with him because he didn't give a shit about her. Uh, uh, Luther married Lois Lane and then they like worked with uh, um, oh, what's uh, Pete Ross uh, and then they kind of like worked with Batman to kind of like fuck over Superman with Brainiac. It, it was this whole it, it was a very interesting story multi-layered, lots of politics, lots of inter- interesting uh, ad- like ideas for classic heroes and villains <clears throat> and it did quite well. Now, for me personally, given the fact that Peter Safran and also uh, James Gunn have left room for Elseworld uh, movies to take place, like we are getting with the Batman, the Batman 2, and also the Penguin uh, uh, series, this, I think, is a really fucking good idea to do, especially with Henry Cavill as Superman. A lot of people are upset that he's gone. He wasn't happy that he was gone too. But if Vaughn gets what he wants and is able to do a, I mean, Henry Cavill will have to do a, a Soviet <laughs> accent. <clears throat> but I don't think that it would be too much out of his wheelhouse. This would, in my opinion, be a really good idea. And if Vaughn got a good scriptwriter to work with him, I think he would do a really good job directing this. But that those are all my points of view. I want to hear what my bros have to say. So, uh, T, let's start with you. What do you think? 
Uh, I too like this idea. I like the idea overall of having Elseworld stories because one that gives us more, it, it essentially just gives us more content to enjoy. Um, and two, you're not, you're not like, you're not kind of pigeonholed into like sticking to like a particular formula or like similar to like Marvel where they had to follow the whole Thanos storyline, which ended up working out in their favor in the long run. But I mean, it's also risky because I mean, look at what happened with Marvel and um, who is Jonathan Major's uh, uh, character Kang. again? Kang. Yeah. Uh, and how that all panned out. And now they're having to kind of like scrummage around and try to revamp everything now. So I think if you have Elseworld stories, like one-offs that don't necessarily build to anything, but are kind of like self-contained within the movie, I think that'd be, a, I think that's a great idea. I am 60-40, on the on it actually happening because the fans like the want it. The, yeah, the likelihood of it happening. Like the fans Got want it. it. Henry Cavill wants it. They, I mean, he was did he he got d- did dirty like with uh with the whole Superman thing, and like I don't think he really got his time to really shine as the character. And while we'll probably never see him as the Clark Kent that we were hoping for or that they were building up to, at least he can have a, like call it a uh, like a proper send off or call it like a new kind of contained thing or whatever. But I think the guy deserves to on the the cape in any capacity at least one more time and um yeah i th- i i think this would be a good idea especially if they are leaning more towards the elseworld stories then like why not right yeah yeah i yeah i completely agree Durs. <clears throat> yeah in general here i'm i'm really open to seeing you know, one Elseworld stories. I think that's great. I like the idea of more content, but it again, not getting um, stale. Um, I like the idea of this Red Sun. I think that Henry Cavill would be able to really pull off this character. Uh, I'm wondering about Matthew Vaughn being the right director for this. Um, you know, I think he's done good stuff, but I, I don't know if I the the way I envision this movie being the way that he would do it but i also could just be like seeing it kind of off um but overall though i would really like to see henry cavill do an elseworld superman story um just so he can get something like kind of to like yeah just give him that like that one good thing that the fans and everybody you know would want and i'm also kind of like thinking here uh as a posing question is there another Superman movie that you would want him to do that could be, you know, self-contained one-off and whatnot? Like, <clears throat> I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but like Superman versus the Elite is like another story that mm-hmm. I'm like I really like. I don't know if it's 100 percent Henry Cavill, but it was just something that like kind of came to mind. I would prefer honestly Kingdom Come because mm-hmm. like it's an older superman which would work in his favor he, like, he, like there's nothing wrong with him like putting some gray in his hair and acting older but it's also one who is i wouldn't say lost faith <clears throat> in humanity but like definitely wary mm. for, for me i don't know i not necessarily maybe not necessarily his own movie but if they were ever to do a batman beyond movie 
and have him Ooh. show up as like a cameo as like an older seasoned Superman. That'd be dope. Like similar to like the when they had the Starro episode. Yeah. Not saying that they would follow that <laughs> per se, but just, you know, that type of Superman, I think, would be really cool. And I think like obviously Henry Cavill being that he's getting up there in age could pull that off. Actually, <clears throat> on that note, well, another follow up to this is mm. what about like, say something like um, t- uh, an episode from Justice League Unlimited that focused on Superman. Ex- you could see expanded out to being like an Elseworld movie, like the Starro episode where he has to like envision having a family and go into that other experience to come back out. And I don't know if that's a hour and a half two hour worth of content you know mm-hmm. but it could be it could be really hard and emotional to pull him back <clears> out of that sorry are you talking about like when he like has that like uh thing stuck through his chest oh yeah i'm thinking like of the, the wrong thing now i realize that's not star that's, that's, that's not something else but yeah yeah, 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 yeah that, the, the... that was based off a uh, an alan moore superman sto- uh comic book yeah 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 but i'm, I'm just uh, thinking i was just thinking of like taking um just like unlimited as an example because there's like many different stories and Mm -hmm. like expanding one of those out to just be its own like little movie and adding more to it just something when he said that 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 popped through my brain that actually ironically would be possibly the perfect episode uh because it's based off a comic that's a lot bigger that they kind of like streamlined and like made it a lot shorter but like you could do the more alan moore style which is like it, it, it was uh, it was more layered. So I like both actually. Like Darcy, like I think that's a great idea. Uh, along the same lines of like what Matthew Vaughn is thinking about Red Sun. Um, I think Red Sun probably would be a little bit more contentious uh, topic versus uh, uh, for the man who has everything because the man who has everything is more uh, a universally emotional. A story yeah. uh red sun's a bit um i i i just realized how ill timed that yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. and i'm and i'm not saying that like um like i don't know matthew vaughn's background maybe he's ukrainian and he has a a, a deep you know understanding um but yeah i just feel like that would that would be a hard one to get the studio on board with right now because of the levels of sensitivities and it's like are we depicting people right are we gonna upset people are we going to ignite more war like they're just gonna be like maybe we just go wait on this one so yeah i definitely (laughs) now that i think about this more i'm like yes less likely to get greenlit or red lit anytime yeah because like this is a like the, the the comic book was inherently a like looking at communism and uh, and uh capitalism on different fronts also showing how utilitarianism and also democracy from a different perspective where if you had a good person like like stalin no one's gonna say stalin was a good person but like if you had superman in a communist situation doing what's right for everybody but also heavily involved you could hopefully show the negative effects of it but kind of like what uh, Maybot was talking about with uh, Starship Troopers and what's, uh, what you were talking about, Darcy, is that like some people may not get it and it could be a different sort of rallying cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And will they depict it properly? You know, so that too. So, uh, so I would say that while Red <laughs> Sun is 
I think that uh, from an acting standpoint, Henry Cavill would definitely have a lot of meat to work with. And like tactically saying, our boys got done dirty. He didn't get a chance to flex. I don't think this is the best Superman choice. <laughs> so like maybe uh, what Darcy you're saying, like uh, the um, the man for the man who has everything. That's a very <laughs> self-contained story. Has Batman, Wonder Woman in it, and also has Mongol. Uh, also, you could throw in a whole bunch of other like aspects of Kryptonian stuff, like, and you can even cast uh, Sa- Sasha Kaje as uh, Supergirl as his cousin in that one, like, like whatever you want to do. So, I think there are better stories now that I'm we're actually talking about it, which is one of the reasons we're having this discussion. Uh, I now also want Kingdom Come, but Kingdom Come is like a really big story. If you want more contained, I think, I think you're right, Darcy. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I, I, my brain has been going here because it's like I was like, what other like Justice League Unlimited? I don't know why, because like you know, Justice League Unlimited is just like a special place for me, and I and, and I feel like if you pull one of those, and obviously the more source material, you have a lot of people who like remember those episodes. You expand it out, you do something different that you not anticipating, and you pull source material stuff, so stuff that those of us who didn't read the comic that they pulled from, you know, add more. Like, could you imagine if they did an Elseworld? I forget the name of the episode, but the one where Batman sits down with the girl who has, like, the telekinesis yeah. and, 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 like, sits with her through her passing. Can you imagine if he put that on screen? Like, woof! Like, people would be like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know! I didn't know! <laughs> <laughs> so. Actually, that's interesting because um, because if you think about it, like uh, with Batman in for the man who has everything, it's very like stereotypical Batman. You don't have to like change much of anything. With uh, Red Sun, he like getting uh, like basically Ben Affleck's uh, portrayal of Batman in the dream sequence he had in. Uh, Batman v Superman, that was his costume was ripped from Red Sun. So, like, he would be a perfect person for that with Henry Cavill again. But with the story of him from Justice League Unlimited, when uh, they're like, it's and this goes back to what Tactics was saying about uh, Batman Beyond. If you if you do it like that, it could be a very self contained sort of thing where it's like Amanda Waller is talking to a kid and we're like, who is this kid? Why is he, why is he talking to Amanda Waller this whole time? Why is she narrating this story about Batman? And then at the end, it's like, oh, he's Batman Beyond. That would actually be totally dope. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, so much, so much. I, I, I'm. Why am I getting more excited for Elseworlds, like, like than other things? Because it's like I just want to see <clears throat> stories that, like, you know, self-contained. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and I, I think tactics. You said it best. Like, the fact that James Gunn and Peter Safran have left the door open for Elseworld comics to be adapted without it being pigeonholed into the main continuity is exciting mm-hmm. because that way you can cast whoever the fuck you want. Like Sasha Kaje could technically come back as Supergirl, mm-hmm. and that's all cool. Uh, and Henry Cavill has an avenue coming back. I think Matthew Vaughn may be not the best story, uh, given the political climate, but at least he's spitballing ideas, and it can ignite an actual creation of something that's necessary. Mm-hmm. We can finally get a Batman Beyond earlier than expected if we wanted to. Exactly. Michael Keaton can come back. Yeah. yeah. So many good things. 
Yeah. So, like, me personally, I'm happy with this direction. I don't think Red Sun is, like, I've talked myself out of it, uh, ironically. <laughs> but at the same time, I like the direction. Yeah. I, Red Sun's down the line. Down the line. We, 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 we can work on the production, but we, 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 we don't got to, like, build nothing out for a while, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So. Moving on to our last discussion topic, which is kind of on the same vein of what could be, might, it could, might happen. This came from a video that Darcy sent me on TikTok, where it was like, I, I've been like, I've been following Sterling K. Brown for a while now. I, I, I like him as an actor. I like him as even a guy who does talk show. Like, he, he's funny. He's got funny stories. My man was, uh, Darcy sent me a video of a uh, Starling King Brown being like, yo, John Stewart, I've been watching this, like, I've been watching, reading this guy since I was a kid. <clears throat> he was someone I identified with. And, and like, the interviewer was saying, like, people have been saying, you'd be a great John Stewart. What do you think? He's like, I would love to make it happen. But at the same time, like, you know, uh, you know, this is something that's near and dear to me, but at the same time, I can understand if someone else gets it. A, I love that answer. B, it got me thinking. I'm like, we haven't had a Green Lantern film since... We haven't had a Green Lantern film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, There's a person you can ask, and they will heavily deny it ever existed. <laughs> can you guys still hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, uh, so... I want a new Green Lantern film. And I want it to be about Jon Stewart. So I thought we could talk about and brainstorm some ideas of how would we that to the live action. I want the one where he's dating Hawk Girl and then has to explain when he's like dating the other girl. Uh-huh. That's the story I want. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I think we lost Umar. Yeah. Well, tactics. Uh-huh. Are you down for John Stewart? I I am, but I'll be honest. Outside of the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited show, I don't really know much about his backstory. I mean, with the when the Justice League formed in that show, it was kind of like they like. Not I, from what I remember, they don't they don't give a lot of backstory into all the heroes' origin. They kind of just like they're right. just they just show up as a group and then they start fighting evil, basically. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually more familiar with um, Hal Jordan Hal Hal Jordan's storyline because they they actually had the animated movie, which I found was dope. Like fight, uh, I think it's first flight. Yeah. Um. And I real like I was really hoping that Ryan Reynolds. That well, I mean, what am I talking about? There was no Green Lantern movie, but <laughs> if there was a Green Lantern movie that was starring Ryan Reynolds back in the day, I would I would have hoped that they would have followed that First Flight storyline because First Flight I found to be fantastic. Uh, in regards to John Stewart, I would just love to see him. You know, mainly because he's black and we need more black superheroes on the big screen. And he was always a very interesting character in the Justice League and and uh, Justice League show, as a result of that. And 
I know you were joking, Darcy, but I kind of want to see the hot girl relationship. <laughs> like, I kind of want to see that a little bit show up <laughs> on screen. I just think that would be pretty funny. Um, but from what we do know, he 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 did have a a military background, yep. so obviously we we would. I mean, at least for me, I'd want us to explore that and kind of and like also, in the, and also an architectural background. Yeah, but like so, like you know how like with um with Captain America, how like in the first Captain America, like they they show um how he basically proves himself worthy of taking on the the, the role of Captain America. I kind of foresee a John Stewart movie kind of in that same fashion of like like what makes him stand out above all of the other soldiers that he is fighting alongside, like where he's deemed as worthy to don the ring of the one of the Green Lanterns. Um, but in terms of the storyline and like the villains, like I'm, I'm not familiar with Green Lantern's vi- villains other than Sinestro. So I wouldn't even know where to take the storyline. But yeah, I mean, I got ideas for that, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk about it after, after Darcy goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Jon Stewart. Uh, I love that he was always like a leader type um, in in like in Just League Unlimited and Just League when he was around everybody. Um, I didn't quite re- forgot he had an architectural background. Um, but partly, I like I want an origin. However, I kind of am like over origin films a little bit. I kind of want my origin films to. F- to be a little bit faster paced. And what I mean is like, I kind of want a movie where it feels like we're coming into the middle of a story and then we get to see some kind of flashback to something that gives you a sense of their origin, but doesn't really like spend the time. Like, and you know, we have a, we have a three hour film or a two, two hour film and we're going to spend like one hour, just like the person getting powers and it's really slow. Um, And then all of a sudden we got to get into the fighting. So I kind of want something that like, I would love to see him like already kind of exhibiting his leadership. And then it's like, where did that leadership come from? And then we get the essence of how he is able to be what he is at some point in the film. And then it helps helps us move forward. Obviously done in a way that doesn't feel like a boring interruption to like, you know, we'll stop. We'll come back to our scheduled program here in like two, two minutes when we go watch this guy think about his past. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely like just super down. Um, and I think it would be good to like how Jordan is good, but I just feel like this would be, I feel like he'd be a better mix to bring in. I don't know something about it just makes me feel like we don't need jo- Hal Jordan yet, but I kind of want to bring Hal Jordan in the second we bring Guy Gardner in. <laughs> However, are we, are we getting Guy Gardner already? Yes. No, no, we're getting Hal. No, we're getting Guy. Fuck. Yeah, we're getting Guy Gardner. So never mind. This, we, we just need. I, I now now that I'm realizing that I'm like I want I want Hal and uh, John Stewart to both be cast at the same time and show up in the same film, just to be like they don't like Guy Gardner. Just like their first scene in like the first time we see them on screen is just how annoyed they are with Guy Gardner. That's what I want now that I think about it. Like. <laughs> that's got to be my first introduction because then we'll both love them and be like just whatever kind of like camaraderie that they have over that one thing you would be like yep yep <laughs> um so uh Najum is saying that like he's thinking trevor noah for green lantern i'm just like that's that's another interesting choice but i personally 
I like I, I like Sterling K. Brown. He's like he's my favorite choice. Nah. Uh, I, 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 he is not Trevor Noah for me. <laughs> no, that is a hard pass. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, so, uh, okay. So just a little bit of background for people who who don't know. Like uh, John Stewart actually was like, he came on in the comics in the, in the early 70s. So he's been around for a long Sorry. Uh, for those of you uh, watching, uh, Tactics put up a really good uh conglomeration of john stewart options uh there's uh there's a uh, oh my god his, his name just popped out of my head um common as uh john stewart uh there's the dude in the middle looks familiar he's oh he's the guy from uh american gods yeah uh is that who's who's the one on the right no idea man i just i just find these images he, and put them up he looks kind of like the guy from um but not quite um from the black lightning kind of looks like him but kind of oh, okay anyway so like uh so john stewart uh came out in the 70s he was meant to be kind of like a substitute green lantern for hal jordan uh he uh like he grew up in uh detroit he uh was like he came from like a modest beginnings he joined the military but his mother was against it because she didn't want him to be part of the industrial con the like a military industrial complex he went uh, to school I, I think they like they had him be an architect and then they redconned it that he was like a veteran because he was going through veteran issues when he got back so it's like he has an architectural background but also they focus more on his military background so it's like Depends on the writer talking about whatever happens, um, and like he he's a community man. Like he he wants to protect the community. He's had dealings with the police uh, before and after he guns a Green Lantern. So he was made as a, like a political figure and also to kind of be the backup and also even uh, at times a more evolved version of what Hal Jordan was um, in terms of being becoming a Lantern. Uh, in terms of villains, I wouldn't mind staying away from like the stereotypical parallax and Sinestro stuff. I would want to go like I'm kind of thinking this, and it's just probably because like I'm used to trilogies, a three part a three part story where like the first story is he gets the ring, he's dealing with people on Earth while while learning how to do the ring, and also comes against um, oh I think it was like Doctor Polaris. Uh, he's like a he's like a Magneto, but like slightly more psychotic version of Magneto, uh, as like a, like a, as someone to deal with, and like let there be metahumans, and he just joins in the fray, and like and that sort of thing. I want the second movie to be like him actually going to Oa, going to space, learning about the Guardians, and also dealing with the Manhunters, and kind of like going back to what you were saying, Darcy, about like like I didn't like the first season of Justice League, the animated series, but like the Manhunters were there, and like he had to deal with them. And it kind of be like, you know, the manhunters are out of control. We need you to take care of like this, like this base of manhunters. And it's like, okay, now like he's working with the other uh, Green Lanterns to take on the, uh, and like becoming part of that. Meets Hal Jordan and also tells uh, Guy Gardner to fuck off. Um, and just like kind of like that sort of thing. And then the third one, I want them to start bringing in the other Lantern cores. But instead of Sinestro, I actually wouldn't mind them starting with LaFreeze, who's the like the orange lantern who is all about greed and like he he's so greedy he just kills people with his ring and takes their essence 
as part to make part of his army. And he like he's constantly holding on to the lantern battery. So that's how I kind of want to see things. I don't know who to cast for like all those other ones, but like because like that's a lot of different characters with a lot of different storylines uh, throwing in. But that's kind of like how I want to like see a John Stewart Green Lantern Elseworld, or actually, it doesn't have to be an Elseworld. They could be like part of the mainstream continuity. Hmm. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Who is your number one pick right now? And who's your runner up? I have two people for for to play John Stewart. Okay, so uh my Hell no to the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, you were you the second I asked that question, you're like, oh I know what this next line is. Let me So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> no <laughs> not allowed near the DC. Nothing. <laughs> oh, I think, I, I think we should also like. Well, no, the rock is mine, but like I can see uh, tactics. His hell no is Aldous Hodge. Oh fuck no! Get him the <laughs> fuck out of here! No way! Oh my god, Aldous who? All, no, Aldous Hodge. Like he he was hot man in the. In oh. The, in the... <laughs> oh, you 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 know the funny thing is is like. He he maybe could actually play that role, which is the worst part. So Negro, <laughs> please. I can see that. I can see that happening. And you would just be like, uh, he'd be like, I hate Guy Gartner. I hate John Stewart. <laughs> All right. So so okay. Darcy's is the Rock. No, hey, is, hell oh, no. Oh oh no, the, no, 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 oh no, the no. hell knows. Yeah yeah. Our hell knows are Darcy's is the Rock. Tactics is Aldous Hodge, and mine is Michael Allen. Michael. Oh. I thought you said Michael Ely, bro. I was like, wait, what? No, 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 no. no. These are our hell no's. That light skin dude? <laughs> That's what I'm saying hell no to him. Oh, yeah. You actually Umar. I know you I know you're just trying to you just trying to throw the Michael out there because it's for fun. And, and and we all agree on that one. That, that's a universal one. But I have your true hell no for 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 john stewart oh no don't you dare don't you dare don't you dare don't you dare that's your yeah. real hell no yeah and he was petitioning to play that that he was petitioning to play that okay okay yes Oh, I that take was, my, that Michael so Ealing good. and I say Tyrese. Yeah, Michael Ealing no just time. like for all for equal for all of us. Well, you think it's like we'd be okay with it as long as there's no girlfriends to steal. <laughs> 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 but definitely for that that one episode where he's like dating the, the chick from, the chick from Africa, but he used to be dating hot girl. Like Michael Ealing might be the perfect perfect cast. <laughs> uh no. No. So, anyway, so okay. You're, okay. You're, so, you're, you're, you're like your top two, so to speak, right? Like you're, okay. you're thinking number one right now and a runner up. Okay. So my number one, 100% is going to be uh, a Sterling K. Brown. Uh, my second uh, runner up would be uh, my, my, uh, Oh, oh, um, oh my God. Uh, Donald Glover. 
Wow, that that Donald went, Glover really. That 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 went in the chat. Not not it was just saying childish Gambino. Yo, my cuz, my cousin, <laughs> I get it. My cousin, I get it. I, I mean, I, it, it just it just popped in my head actually. Donald Glover. Hmm. No. Lord, your tea, your mind. I, I, uh, Nudge and I wrinkled your mind a little bit. I don't see it though. Okay. I, I, I think I, it would be. A ch- I think it would be hey, a challenge for him. Li- hey, listen. I'm, I'm probably like the biggest Donald Glover fan you out of out of YouTube, but hundred percent. I, I don't know, man. Like, I just started watch. I, I've only watched like part of the first episode of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So maybe after I watch that, I'll have a better idea. But I don't see it. I love I, the, the the dude can act, and I agree he w- it would be a challenge for him. But it's one of those things where it's like it's not the obvious choice for me. Where like you you like you say Sterling K. Brown, and I'm like, yeah, I could definitely one hundred percent. I could definitely see that. No, like no question about it. Common. Ooh. Yeah, I could kind of see. I could kind of see, especially uh, yeah, especially common after watching Silo. I can I can definitely he's got range. Yeah, Um, uh, I didn't like him in Never Have I Ever because like he he was trying to be like all like like romance rom com style, and I'm like I don't know, no, I'm like no, I I can't I can't see I can't see him like this. Yeah, but actually another guy I was just thinking is um oh what's Denzel's son's name? Uh, Uh, John John Washington. Yeah, Yeah, you took mine. Sorry, 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 sorry. Well, sorry. No, let, let tactics you go because as yeah, my, my, bad. My, my, my bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, so I was gonna say uh, Denzel Washington's son, even though I like I haven't been, he hasn't really captivated me in, in a lot of the roles that he's been in that I've seen him in, but I still feel like he has one the potential to pull it off and something about the way that he does carry himself in his films and like his voice just comes off very John Stewart like so I, I feel like I he could that. definitely I, I feel like given a good script he could definitely pull it off for sure so that was your number one or your, your backup I would say my backup K, uh, Sterling K. Brown is like I, it's like almost like he was born for the role man like he's just got that stoic presence to him and like I, it'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed to see anyone else in the role, to be honest. Okay, I, lo- I love it. I'm, I'm gonna jump in here first with some honorable mentions. Okay, the 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 ones from the past that before before Sterling Kane Brown came out. Okay, the the honorable mentions from the past are like Idris Elba and um uh um uh, michael jai white back in the day were once okay Ooh, like you, yeah forgot about mm, him yeah yeah B- back in the day back in the day back but in the day, yeah but mike uh sorry uh sterling kane brown is my number one like same as you guys he has that that militant type thing and yet that that switch especially like seeing him in in um this is us and some of the stuff where like he was becoming the politician and trying to be with the people like a lot of the depictions between him and the family and, and the community like it just is that character and he grew up loving the character and he like absolutely wants to play it and he's also big in, in into source material so like 100 percent. my my runner-up though this is like what i was thinking about this and i was like th- thinking of some people somebody that i actually think would be also really good at this um 
if they wanted to go younger because they wanted to get more time in uh john boyega oh okay oh Oh, this would be have to be like oh this would have to be really long like young because like he would have to depict himself like in military yeah but i I, I was just like after seeing him in uh, what was the movie we played the Uh, king the woman king yeah, the woman king where he was playing the king i'm like Ooh. yeah he he could definitely bring that that um that, that certain like regalness that there is in in john stewart's character and we know he can do he's funny he's a funny guy like he's just naturally a funny person so when he has to do those like little switches to funny but yeah like he 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 definitely be an interesting person to play that role given like you know the right story and all that kind of stuff i just like i wanted to throw that one out there because i didn't know if you guys would be thinking about no, that. that that's it. like i would say okay like given how you guys reacted to my uh donald glover uh i should say uh nudge and my donald glover uh suggestion i kind of think that as a, as a similar one like it's not immediately but he's he can do it he could definitely do it i mean i believe in the man he can do anything he wants to do yeah but, uh, oh, but. I think uh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in uh, as an honorable mention, uh, honorable mention uh, of like back in the day that could have done it was Digimon Honsu from Gladiator. Yeah, of course. Who, yeah, yeah. Like he, like my man, could, like he's been doing literally other every other role he could, so he could do this one too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that dude gets enough flowers. No, he does either. not. Like he's done a lot of really good work, a lot of good uh, roles, and like. Everyone knows him, but I doubt people can remember his name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can tell you. Surprised he did. Um, was Amistad back in the day? Yeah, yeah. I like, think that was his, Amistad and Blood Diamond were the ones I think that he was nominated for. Yeah, Amistad is. I mean, that's a heavy film. <laughs> no, don't do buts about. But yeah, like he's he's been doing amazing work from time. So in terms of like, uh story would you guys just want with like a one movie or would you want like a trilogy the way i was thinking <clears throat> it's hard because sorry go on go on no i was just gonna say it's hard for me to answer that question just because i don't know i don't have a lot of depth of knowledge in regards to to green lantern so i mean to say i i want a trilogy it would just be kind of like me just say it just for the sake of saying it because it's superhero related so i don't know i would i would have to kind of see how the first movie goes and then just be like okay like this is strong enough for me to want to see where they can take this as a trilogy like for, for instance like um Guardians of the Galaxy was like a prime example of that. I had I I knew nothing of those characters, but I went in blind watching it, and then I was like, okay, yeah, I I enjoy this. I would love to see more of these characters. And then it ended up being like a fantastic trilogy overall. So yeah, yeah, okay. Dars. At this point, and this is gonna be like a, a fundamental thing with me um, as we head into the DCU and what I think is coming is that I don't really want slow building anymore. Um, so 
the idea of the trilogy and this and like he's trying to learn his stuff around the planet and and deal with that stuff and like the small story it's not quite what i want because it feels like we're just going to build up a, a slow 10-year mcu i read re i want this to feel more like justice league unlimited where i want to see him already interacting with other heroes as as how we get introduced with the character and i wouldn't mind there being like um like, like, let's say the first film is focused on him or the second film, but I, I kind of want to see him introduced in a bigger story. And then we go into this a, a film that's more focused on him. But I like the idea that, like, yes, we might pull one or two characters, kind of like how Justice League Limit might have, like, a Batman episode, and then might need the help of, like, just, like, Green Arrow, right? Like, that's it, you know? I want the world to already kind of be established, the universe to be established, and we have a story that needs to be more focused on him and he may or may not need somebody else and it does it's not required it just is whatever it needs for for a story um and it's not about the interconnectivity i just don't want it to feel like slowly building to a thing that i gotta wait 10 years to to get into something interesting and i i, I just feel like i've seen enough like He's learning his powers, and how does he balance that with? I just I've seen that too many times at this point. I just want to be bigger stakes, but I don't need big blue light coming down from space, and we're like trying to save the Earth every time. I just mean like bigger emotional stakes and more complex morality um, stuff being depicted, and I just want to like he's established, he has powers, he knows how to generally use his powers. He may be early, he may be advanced in his career. Um, but I don't need it to be year one anymore. Honestly, like, uh, given what you're saying, Darcy, like, there's no reason why they can't. And also, this kind of goes back to what you were saying, tactics. Like, uh, like I know you're using it as an example, but like, merge both of your ideas. Why not do like a, a Green Lantern, John Stewart movie where it starts off the way Guardians of the Galaxy is? We had like a short introduction where it could be like an intro scene of him getting the ring, and then like the next thing you know like two years later he's in space and he's dealing with all these different uh like because like we kind of had the same thing with guardians of the galaxy we were seeing a lot of different aliens a lot of different worlds and it was like hopping from one place to the other and they're like telling you as it goes on and it kind of goes back to what you were saying t about uh what you loved about green lantern first flight it's kind of like not a fish out of water sort of thing because like by this point it's a, there's a time skip so like just like peter quill he knows how to navigate stuff but it's still early enough that he's still kind of like learning the full extent of his abilities because he's finished boot boot training with the ring sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd be for that. Uh, I, I just want to say that I, I like uh, Nudge's suggestion about a, a possible TV series, which eventually leads up to the uh, the Lantern War. Uh, feel, I feel that would definitely be like... Uh, in the vein that you don't like Darcy because that would need a like a natural progression because it's like okay here's the green lanterns here are the yellow lanterns okay now all the other spectrums are coming uh but again like I think that's like if they wanted to do a series there's a lot of meat there in the green lantern universe uh or I say the green lantern franchise for them to like make a tv series a series out of it just like with batman just like with superman just like with the flash and all the others but uh in I think I'm thinking more film related and I'm glad that all three of us are thinking Sterling K. Brown because like he's just so awesome. But 
Yeah, like I still like my trilogy idea, but that's because I'm like biased towards it. Uh, but I also really like your uh, suggestions as well. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, and uh, T uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I'm sorry for the ones listening that you're missing T's excellent su- uh, selections of uh, Green Lantern John Stewart images, fan art that he found <laughs> online. Uh, some of them had us having some severe reactions, aka The Rock and Tyrese. But anyway, I'm going to volley it back to you, T, for our closing remarks. All right, well, we want to thank you all everywhere wherever you're watching or listening for tuning in once again please join us next friday same time as usual Omni boy tactics just darcy here and this is big e kumar live long and prosper everybody please like favorite and subscribe tell your friends and also see you next friday